0: G'day and welcome back to the My Peak Podcast. Thank you for joining us on your holistic development journey here with the great man, Geordie Brown. How are you traveling, brother?
1: G'day, Cameron, and g'day to everyone listening today. Thanks for joining us uh, and putting your holistic health and development first. It's great to have you back again looking for ways to improve and implement into your off-field training.
0: Awesome. So exciting episode we have today off the back of a bit of a book that Brown Dog's been reading. Today, we're going to discuss three techniques to establish and also maintain habits. And then we're going to give you one antagonist, one thing to avoid in order to maintain these habits.
1: Yeah, so I've really enjoyed this book, Cam. And I know you've sort of been the person I've spoken to about it, um, let you know some of the learnings. It's taken me a couple of weeks to get through and happy to dust it off yesterday. So uh, really keen to share some of the learnings. Um, that I found to be really practical in the book. Um, and yeah, three things that I've identified or Cam and I have identified that can really help you help, help you help, help, help you help. establish habits and uh, more importantly, maintain them. And then as Cam mentioned, one thing just to be weary of.
0: Weary. Uh, yeah, weary.
1: <laughs> just to be careful of um, that you can sort of navigate your way around it when The Antagonist Presents Itself.
0: Awesome. This book, I'm pretty sure this book won number one self-improvement book last year. Is that right? I don't know. Yeah, I think it did.
1: Over three million copies sold. The international bestsellers. I think every book says international bestsellers. (laughs) Um, But I'm
0: pretty sure this one won the number one for self-improvement. So
1: Atomic Habits, Tiny Changes, Remarkable Results. Um, If you like what we're speaking about today, yeah, definitely go out and grab it and get the whole... Uh, information from from the book itself
0: it's crazy the book kept popping up on my socials and i was like i gotta read this book and then two days later <laughs> i rocked up here at your join and you had the book in your on your desk at on your study so mm. crazy how what would you call that a bit of manifestation yeah has a happened. Bit. It's
1: bit <laughs> your standard what you focus on you start to see a bit more regularly so yeah, it's actually funny because reading this book in general was me trying to establish habits. Um, and yeah. Then, you know, this was the second book I've read for the year. I'm, I'm trying to read one a month this year, so 12, um, but breaking that down into 10 pages a day. And then it was funny. I just, reading this book allowed me to be much more consistent in actually reading the book itself. So yeah, it was, that's good. Yeah, I it like was really that. helpful. All, All right. <laughs> well, let's get stuck into it.
0: <laughs> let's deep dive. So like we said, we've got three techniques We'll talk about to try and establish and maintain your habits, and then after that, we'll do the one to avoid.
1: Yeah, yeah. We won't go into too much depth. I don't want to necessarily ruin the book for anyone who's keen to give it a listen. Um, But the first technique we're going to speak about is called habit stacking. Yeah. Now, habit stacking is something that comes into play when you've already established a habit. For example, you might already go to the gym in the morning. You might already do your training in the afternoon. Uh, Maybe you eat particular foods on certain days. So it's a habit you've already got, and then you're going to stack on a habit that you wish to implement on after or before the habit you've already got. So this comes into play when you think about, well, what do I want to implement that works well with an already established habit? So for my example, and I let Cam know this, that I was really keen to develop a bit more of a stretching or mobility routine. Now... When you think about the habit stacking technique i thought well what habit have i already got that could serve my stretching or mobility technique the habit that i want to implement and cam and i go to the gym uh probably four and a half mornings a week we often would maybe miss one session a fortnight um so that gives me nine opportunities in a in a fortnight to uh add on my stretching and mobility session whether that's at the gym or whether i come home and do it straight away it's something that i'm saying once i finish my gym session i'm straight into my stretching
0: awesome the thing i love about this is we speak about these three techniques to establish routines but the more important thing for this or habits i should say is to maintain Mm. so it can be easy to go and do for example for brownie to go and stretch when he finds out that stretching is good for him he has this benefit that benefit he can do it a few times that's awesome but when you don't actually see the benefits yourself or feel the benefits and all of a sudden your motivation can lack mm. but if you've uh, stacked this little exercise for brownie doing these stretches on top of him going to the gym then he won't think about the um uh, where the benefits are going to be because it just becomes automatic every time he goes to the gym he also does his stretching and obviously you can apply that to anything and you can apply that to some of your uh, holistic training too if you all want to improve your fitness every time you go to the nets you might do 10 twos in the nets before you start hitting balls or after you're hitting balls or you might do a lap at the oval to warm up every time you go to the nets and mm-hmm. just to get a little bit more volume in as well so if you can stack these little habits on top of what you already do then it becomes automatic you don't have to think about it and you're getting closer to the personal play you want to become
1: yeah another way that i sort of tried to implement this learning too was sitting down for dinner each night rather than just sort of going through the motions of eating dinner and have sometimes not meaningless conversation but sort of just letting conversation go Talia and I made a couple of habits out of asking each other specific questions throughout the day. So there's so many ways you can use the habit stacking technique to benefit not only yourself, but whether you're in relationships or whether you're in your team environment, maybe with your parents or brother and sister, there's a lot of great things that you can do with this habit stacking technique.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And try and you want to try and think a little bit outside the box, I reckon, on where you can implement this. Yeah. Right. We spoke about it. it's perfect because you're not having to... Uh, rely on any motivation, internal or external motivation, you're going to just have to or will be able to just develop this habit and attach it to something that you either enjoy or you just simply do every day because you're, what you already do is already a habit. Correct. So think outside the box, cricket, non-cricket, uh, holistic development or anything in between to try and help you develop something that you want to develop in your game or in your life.
1: Yeah, perfect. All right, we'll move on to tip number two. And uh, tip number two is a little similar to tip number one. We call it habit bundling. Now, this comes into effect when we think about a habit that we need to do, so something that serves us, um, something that we might not necessarily love or want to do. Um, That could be a number of different things for some people, getting up and going for a run or um you know putting the washing on the line or whatever habit we need and then after we give ourselves a habit that we want so it's almost cam spoke about not necessarily needing a reward when we're habit stacking this is almost giving ourselves a little bit of reward so for example you might be sitting at your desk um doing some work Um, maybe you're uh ringing a, a few different clients you might say okay i've got 10 clients to ring today but the cricket match is on and I really want to watch a cricket match, Cam. I want to put the cricket on. I want to watch Mana score 100, but I know I've got to get these client calls done. Um, so you say, okay, the habit I need to do here is I need to ring 10 clients every day. After I ring my 10 clients, I'll give myself five minutes to watch the cricket or I'll be able to flick on and, and check the score or something like that. So instead of distracting yourself with the habit you want and procrastinating, you knock out the habit you need and then reward yourself with the habit you want.
0: Yeah, that's a really good one because sometimes the habits that you want to get better at are actually things that you don't necessarily want to actually do. Mm. They're great ideas in your mind, but they're actually hard to action on. And that's like the perfect example is we've had a couple of newbies down at my peak this week and I was talking to them just yesterday actually about uh, they were watching some of the nutritional videos that we have on our summit series and they loved some of the ideas that Izzy was giving them for nutrition and then they went to do it and they wanted to more colourful dinner plate at, at uh, the evening mum and dad I want a few more colours a few more veggies on top and then they had it and they were like oh that doesn't taste as good as what <laughs> the other stuff I normally eat is so that's the perfect example of on your dinner plate perhaps you tuck into the things that you don't necessarily enjoy eating so much But then, after you've eaten them, you get rewarded with something that you do enjoy eating. Mm. And then, like we said, any habit, the more you do it, the easier it becomes. And eventually, you eating your veggies on that serve of dinner, on that dinner plate, would just become something you do every night because you start to understand the benefits of it. And it's just something you continue to do over time.
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And I think the key here to remember is when we're giving ourselves a habit that we want, we do want to make sure that it's not sort of cancelling out the habit that we need. For example, you don't want to tell yourself that, okay, if I go to the gym this afternoon, that's the habit that I need, but then I can go and drive through Maccas on the way home, and that's the habit that I want. You don't want to be wrecking your progress. Counteractive, yeah. That's right. You want to make sure that the habit that you want is still something that's going to serve you for the better. You don't want to, yeah, counteract what you've done in the gym. So... Uh, There's an example I used on my TikTok when I was explaining this video around how when I was first establishing my um, strength and conditioning habits, my reward was a um, coffee after the workout. I know it sounds so simple, but so often I would wake up in the morning and that was the first thing I thought of. I thought, oh, well, I'm only two and a half hours away from a really nice cup of coffee. I can sit in the car, listen to some music and some podcasts, and that was like a really enjoyable 30 minutes for me. Um, and that was the habit that I wanted and the habit that I need. I got my strength and conditioning done uh, in the morning before that.
0: Yeah, and it, in your example, I reckon too, Brownie, over time, the going to the gym probably got closer and closer to the cup of coffee.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: Once you... The cup of coffee got you to the gym, but then once you consistently kept going to the gym, that the gap between the enjoyment of the coffee and the gym got closer and closer and yeah, closer. Yeah, it went hand in hand. Yeah, right. that's right, so... It's like these things that you want to do are always going to be enjoyable, but the things you might need to do can become more enjoyable over a period of time. Sometimes they don't, but often they do once you start to develop it into a habit and provide yourself with a bit more consistency.
1: Yeah, you're touching on it there, Cam. I think the great thing about the bundling technique is eventually you're not going to need that reward after because the beauty is you're using the reward as trying to build the habit. And once the habit's been built, It's implemented in your routine and before you know it, you might even forget the habit that you need straight after. You're just so committed to the process.
0: Awesome. Alright, the third technique we're going to talk about is called the two-minute rule.
1: Yeah, it's a great rule. uh, And essentially, it's exactly how it sounds. When establishing a new habit, you don't want this habit to go for any longer than two minutes. And, you know, this might seem a little bit extreme, but it's, you've got to remember, whenever we're trying to implement habits or um, habits into our routine, we're thinking long-term. Habits are only serving us and, and show us great results over a long period of time. So though you might not see any great results in a, a two-minute habit, long-term, your two minutes turns into ten, into an hour, whatever the habit it might be. And over years and, and decades, you're going to see these results um, showcase itself. The problem that we have here is going too hard too early um, is often a burnout we lose enjoyment um, and we actually don't get to ingrain the habit so uh, there's a great example of a fella who was uh, trying to lose a bit of weight and um, he said to himself I'm just going to turn up to the gym every morning for two minutes and once my two minute timer goes off I'll go home and after two weeks um, of getting used to the habit of turning up to the gym every single morning he he'd ingrained in himself that he sets his alarm he gets up and off he goes and You know, I I dare say if if his goal was to get in there and do a high intensity workout and burn a thousand calories and be in there for an hour, he probably would have lasted one or two days. Um, Moral of that story is he eventually was able to stay in the gym for a number of years and increase his time from two minutes up to an hour. Um, And over those years, he lost the weight that he was uh, trying to lose and got back to his healthier self.
0: Yeah, it's all about the sustainability. It's like I touched on earlier. Establishing a habit is all well and good, but maintaining the habit is our priority. And in this instance, it's like almost like our slogan here at uh, My Peak, the think big but start small. Have that big picture in mind that you want to chase after, but it's going to take the small steps in the beginning that will bring you closer and closer to that main goal that you set out to achieve to begin with.
1: Yeah, and there's a lot of examples. I mean, Cam and I are right in the middle of this now. Like We're trying to implement... Daily habits here at my peak. Um, You know, one podcast episode after the other, one training session after another, and just that consistency over a long period of time is something we're searching for. Uh, The fella that wrote the book um, that gave me so many learnings, uh, Atomic Habits, he started writing um, uh, blogs, and he would write one every Monday and every Thursday or something similar to that. And it took him a number of uh, months to get his um, 1,000 subscribers. But then eventually, after a year, he was getting 1,000 subscribers per day. So it just shows that you've got to invest the time early. Um, You've got to almost forget about the result early. And then uh, down the track, you'll see uh, the compound effect of what habits can give you.
0: Yeah, and compound's a great word. I don't know where I heard... Was it you telling me about the compound effect of habits or...? May have been, yeah. it may not have been. Actually, I don't yeah. know if I shared that with you. I think it was you were telling me that, like, some of the habits that you start off to try and achieve or implement into your life. Once you establish these habits, the compound effect grows and grows and grows. The first habit that you establish might have X amount of effect on your mm. performance, but then you put another habit on top, and not only does that help you originally, it also helps what you had already done with your new habit if that kind of makes sense it's hard to explain but they all benefit each other so every time you're adding a layer onto these habits they benefit each other and they all work together to benefit the main thing you set out to achieve so to make it easier like if it go back to the nutrition perhaps your first step is trying just to eat more veggies at dinner mm. then your second step might be to reduce what it was you were trying to eat earlier so these things help each other which will ultimately help your diet or your nutrition which obviously helps your performance both on and off the field
1: absolutely just a few examples that might help you get started Uh, a two-minute rule for example you might you might want to run a marathon one day or your two-minute habit might just be to get the shoes on and run for two minutes Um, you you might want to implement going to the gym so like I spoke about before you just get up um, and you spend two minutes in the gym Uh, maybe you want to get Uh, better at your, I don't know, maybe you're a a batter who has a bit of ability with their spinners. Maybe you just need to develop a habit of training that spin for two minutes. So just giving yourself an opportunity uh, to get out and start something um, and let the momentum naturally build rather than trying to go too hard too early can be such a downfall uh, in lacking motivation. I spoke again on my TikTok about another video. If you Give yourself. Uh, the human brain is often looking for a challenge, but not something that we can't reach. And I spoke about, well, if you would go up in a game against LeBron James in basketball, uh, chances are you're not going to be very motivated to try and play him again or, or even play basketball again, where, again, something too easy, you're not going to be very motivated to try and improve either. So it's about finding that middle ground, something that's challenging you just enough. Um, to keep you moving forward and keep you consistent because consistency is the key here. And that sort of leads into our antagonist here. And um, sometimes we can not challenge ourselves enough and things get a little bit boring. And, and that's the antagonist we're going to talk about. So the one thing that we want you to be careful of when you're, um, you've are you maintained your habit and you're starting to see um, some results is you want to be very, very careful of boredom.
0: Yeah, I'm not... Entirely sure where you'll take this, Brennan. I haven't read this book, but I think personally boredom is something that <laughs> plays a big effect in my experiences with trying to develop habits too, and that's on both sides of the of the fence here. The one the side where before you develop the habit and it's you get bored so you tend not to try and do things, but then also sometimes after you develop habits you get bored by the habits. Mm. Is that where that is kind of going?
1: Essentially you've established a habit, you're good at it, Um, you've maintained the habit, but then progress not only stops, but can sometimes slide backwards because you're essentially becoming mundane and almost um, just becoming like the expectation of what you wanted out of that habit begins to drop. So you know, we use the gym as an example, because that's something that we focus on a lot, Cam. Um, You and I have established, you know, habits a number of times in the gym, we have to be careful that we're not just getting stuck in the process and we're still looking for challenges. We're yeah, still yeah. looking to improve. Because um, if we can, if we sort of just stay at that same level, although the habit is really great, we're not constantly improving in that area. So boredom can be such an antagonist to your, your habit. If you're really good at going down and, and training and hitting cricket balls, for example, you're a batter, um, just jumping in the nets and getting 30 minutes of balls wanged at you um, can sometimes make you move backwards, you know. You, you start to implement habits uh, in your actual game that no longer serve you. You don't have any purpose in your training. Mm. You've established this habit that served you so well, um, but then you forget to sort of reassess and, and reflect um, and then go into, okay, this habit's great, but how can I continue to make this better? So be really careful of getting bored, Um it's just something that can really be an antagonist when trying to move forward with our habits.
0: Yeah, it makes me think when you're explaining that of like people that do box ticking. Mm. So like you might set out to hit so many balls during the week and once you've hit that many balls or batted for that long, that's a tick in a box. You've done what you need to do to prepare for the weekend. And over time, like if you're all you're worried about is ticking those boxes, you're doing it, or well, not always, but often you can do it without that purpose. Yeah. And perhaps you might have a box to tick, but you also might have to rate yourself out of 10, Mm. your performance or your processes more so than your performance, rate your processes out of 10. So not only are you there doing it, but you're also giving yourself a bit of purpose through the session. How was my processes today? Maybe they're only a four. What can I do next session or next week in order to get that four, maybe up to a seven, eight, nine, Mm. and then that's going to create a bit more purpose in your session and same going to the gym. If you're going to the gym, I'll go to the gym five days a week. That's awesome. That's a tick in a box. Mm. But how did you perform when you're in the gym? Was it a two out of 10 or was it an eight out of 10? And it can start to give your sessions, whether that's in the gym or in the net, it's a bit more purpose.
1: Yeah, that's so good that you mentioned that, Cam. For someone who hasn't read the book that already implements something like that or has the knowledge on that, we speak often and it's a major part of my peak Um is that you reflect and, re- and reassess on the actual um, skill or habit that you implemented. So having a tangible uh, result written down uh, keeps you accountable to progress where mm. you know, you've know you just had your net session or you've just had your gym session or you've just eaten your food. If you're tracking those things and writing down your performance on them, uh, it can be very obvious to you whether you're moving forward, going backwards or staying still. So, And uh, that's something we do with our athletes. Every session, we open up our My Peak Diaries um, which we work really hard on um, are creating so these athletes can get the most out of their sessions and reflection periods. So um, if you are getting bored, um, and I'll talk about a positive of getting bored in a second, but if you are getting bored, you've got to make sure that you're coming up with ways to keep yourself progressing and and reflection um, is a really important part of that. The last thing I'll touch on um, in the podcast is boredom can sometimes uh, be a really good thing for us. And Mm. I say that because... Um, when you can get to a stage where you are getting a little bit bored with your habits, um, you've actually gone a lot, f- lot farther than most, a lot further than most. Some people don't get to that stage. They sort of uh, tap out before then. But it's th- those that can push through the boredom day after day that will see the biggest results. So uh, we've touched on the word consistency. But when habits start to get boring, um, it's the people that can always get up, drag themselves to where they need to be. Uh, go through processes that they always need to do for a long period of time that sees the success so as frustrating as boredom can be those that can push through it and still uh, find progress through it uh, those are the ones that see the biggest result from their habits
0: yeah that's brilliant because that instantly makes me think of when we're coaching youngsters in the nets Mm. and you might be doing some simple underarms or drop downs just playing straight drives exactly right there's some players that are happy to just keep hitting straight drives and repetition of doing the process correctly, refining their technique or working on something in their technique. And you throw balls to some batters, they hit a couple of nice straight drives, then they're trying to hit it over your head or they're trying to hit it across the line or they're running down the wicket. That's pure boredom.
1: Yeah, 100% it is.
0: It's not um, them trying to practice a new shot because they're bored by just hitting balls straight down the ground and they want to do something different. So that's... The part of that boredom that actually plays a role in that process of getting better. And the good players, even in cricket, like think about Smith and Marnus, they don't get bored. They're happy to bat all day, face as many balls as they need to to achieve the required outcome. Compare that to some other batters that you might be playing or you yourself or playing against how many times in a game you can start to think you're getting a little bit bored and then you start to change the processes a little bit so absolutely that's a great example of how much boredom can actually play a role in your processes and like we've been speaking about today into your habits
1: yeah i just wrote down something to basically summarize what we've spoken about it's keeping purpose in boredom with a reflection process over a long period of time and if that's not cricket i don't know what is wow
0: say that again brother
1: keeping purpose in boredom with a reflection process over a long period of time (laughs) all right
0: we're gonna have to wrap that up because i gotta go write that on my wall at home (laughs) Uh,
1: i really hope today's episode uh one maybe inspired you to try and uh implement a few new habits with the techniques be a little bit more aware of the antagonist of boredom um, but also go out and grab the book atomic habits it's a it's a really good read it can uh Uh, It can be a difficult read at times. It is a bit of a longer book. uh, But again, the power of uh, tiny changes, five or 10 pages a day over a long period of time and you'll get through it. And hopefully it'll be life-changing for you.
0: Yeah, use it as the same as Brownie used it. You can use the book to develop habits yourself and then the book's going to teach you a lot more about habits in the meantime as well. So thanks for joining us today, team. And we'll catch you next time on the My Peak podcast.